1: Please clap. It it's time for the Mike Madison Show, a new breed of conservative talk. Now, here's your host, Mike Madison. Showtime! Check this out.
0: Alright, good morning. Welcome to the Mike Madison Show here at 103.9 WYAB. Appreciate you joining me today. Uh, lots to get to today. I'll start off with a very long quote of the day. This is a bit of a reading of an article. I talked a little bit about John and Nita, uh, Nisha Whitehead yesterday. They are conservatives who get it. Uh, they they understand that we have built a police state. And yesterday I I talked about the fact they, they weren't sure what we're in right now uh, a kleptocracy, which is just a nation run by thieves. A kakistocracy, which is run by incompetent, corrupt political class and thieves who care nothing about the American people. That one that one feels right. It's just so hard to say that word. Or they said we've just gone full-on idiocracy, and we're certainly tiptoeing towards that. Um, I'm going to read a little bit more uh, in their piece as they talk about that, and then I'm going to get to a story. Uh, my consistency. Well, let's, let me just tell you. Anybody who's listened to me before, you know who I am. I am a basically a teeny tiny government guy, pretty constitutional guy. I want the government out of my life. I want it out of all of our lives. I don't seek to want it out of my life, yet I think that they should boss other people around because they do things that I think they need to be, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a real freedom and liberty guy. Now, times, that makes people uncomfortable I'm very much against the drug war. If it worked, I would still probably be against it because I don't think it's American. It's certainly not a free country for me not to be able to put whatever I want to on my body, even if it's stupid. I see people at the grocery store every day putting stupid things in their body that are going to cause them a lot of problems and cost us all a lot of money in the health care system. But I don't want to outlaw it. I want to educate them. So I'm against things like the drug war. But sometimes my consistency touches a third rail in conservative politics and uh, you'll see what I'm talking about in just a little bit here. So uh, get ready for that. Also, a couple of little things out of Ukraine I'll probably finish the show up with uh, that are, eh, I would use the term, fairly stunning. This is, uh, this is from John and uh, Nisha Whitehead's piece talking about what kind of country have we created now? Is it a kleptocracy, a kakistro- uh, stocracy, or or just idiocracy? They go on to say, We increasingly find ourselves badgered, bullied, and browbeaten into bearing the brunt of their arrogance, talking about the leaders of this country, uh, air, excuse me, air quotes around leaders, uh, paying the price for their greed, suffering the backlash for their militarism, ag- agonizing as a result of their inaction, feigning ignorance about their backroom dealings, overlooking their incompetence, turning a blind eye to their misdeeds, cowering from their heavy-handed tactics and blindly hoping for change that never comes. They go on to say, We wanted criminals taken off the streets, and we didn't want to have to pay for their incarceration. What we've gotten as a nation that is a nation that boasts the highest incarceration rate in the world, with more than 2.3 million people locked up, many of them doing time for relatively minor, non-violent crimes, and a private prison industry fueling the drive for more inmates who are forced to provide corporations with cheap labor. A special report by CNBC breaks down the national numbers. One out of 100 American adults is behind bars, while a stunning one out of 32 is on probation, parole, or in prison. This reliance on mass incarceration has created a thriving prison economy. The states and the federal government spend about $74 billion a year on corrections and nearly 800,000 people work in the industry. You've been sold law and order. What you've actually gotten is endless laws to keep private prisons full. You should take a look at the lobbying numbers from the private prison people. Uh, But the whiteheads go on with the rest of this. A couple more paragraphs here. They say we wanted law enforcement agencies to have the necessary resources to fight the nation's war on terror, crime, and drugs. What we got instead were militarized police decked out with M-16 rifles, grenade launchers, silencers, battle tanks, and hollow-point bullets, gear designed for the battlefield. More than 80,000 SWAT team raids carried out every year, mainly for routine police tasks resulting in loss of life and property, and profit-driven schemes that add to the government's largesse, such as asset forfeiture, where police seize property from suspected criminals. Air quotes around suspected criminals. According to the Washington Post, these funds have been used to buy guns, armored cars, electronic surveillance gear. Here's where it gets real fun. Uh, The money that they have snatched from American people has also gone to luxury vehicles, travel, and a clown named Sparkles. Police seminars advise officers to use their, quote, department wish list when deciding which assets to seize, unquote. And in particular, go after flat screen TVs, cash and nice cars. Um, I believe I will live to see the day when conservatives with big, bugged out wide eyes, not realizing that they were doing this, but uh, they will realize They have built a police state for themselves. There's a libertarian meme out there that I love. I think it's got one of the guys from Duck Dynasty on there making a kind of a shocked face. And it says, the face you make when you realize it will be the police who take your guns. Now, I will just say it one more time. The police do heroic work every single day. It's underreported. And they should focus in on that heroic work of protecting people and assisting people as they see fit. But unfortunately, the bulk of what they do is enforce laws written by a corrupt class, a kleptocracy of politicians. And with things like public uh, or uh, civil asset forfeiture, where if they just pull you over and find out you got a couple of grand on you, They just assume you're a drug dealer and they take your two thousand dollars and it costs you more to go to court to get it out. And you've got to prove you're not a drug dealer. I believe there will be a day when conservatives wake up and go, oh, my God, they told us we were doing this to keep our cities and our streets safe. What it actually was, was the just the most genius police state control apparatus by a government in supposedly a free country. I'm sure these things happened in Soviet, in the Soviet Union. I never thought that they would happen here in the United States. Uh, John and Nisha Whitehead, there are a com- couple of conservatives that get it. I'll be right back. Right, now that I'm down to two hours a week, which is absolutely great, I really appreciate the station giving me my chance to do, just kind of interject some different ideas for you, <laughs> just a couple hours a week, um, and, and I'm working elsewhere, it takes up my time, so uh, this is really all the time I've got to do it, but I'm going to make sure that I stay on top of, of economic issues, uh, the 10-year yield... Uh, That is what home mortgages are based on has recently risen again. It had gone back down to around 3.5%. It is tapping back on 4% again. I think maybe as of last Friday, uh, it had started to retreat a tiny bit, but the, the interest rate is continuing to go up. Surprise, 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 during the past week, they've discovered, huh, inflation's ticking back up again. Now, I was on this air for six years warning you that all the endless stimulus, all the endless money printing to facilitate the big military budgets, the big welfare state, all of the endless debt. uh, I told you that was going to create inflation. I started telling you that back in 2017 when I first came on air. Uh, By the time 2021 came around, it started to manifest itself. There it is. I told you as the inflation manifested itself and we heard from the Federal Reserve and from our uh, illustrious Biden administration, that they were going to tackle this inflation. Job number one, I told you all along, they cannot bring inflation down until they get interest rates above the rate of inflation. Now, the rate of inflation was what I guess we peaked in the official numbers. We all know that the real numbers are double. But the official numbers, I think they peaked right around, what, 9%? It ticked all the way down to about 6.5%. Now they're ticking back up. And that is because they never got Interest rates above the rate of inflation, theoretically, or in practice, we've still had negative interest rates, meaning if you can go out and borrow, if you can go out and borrow money for cheaper than you can lend it out significantly, then you're just making money. There's no reason to not go into debt. If you're you're losing, let's just say interest rates are, are 9%, and you've got, Four and a half percent is what your interest rate is. Well, if you're losing nine percent, you, you you might as well just keep playing the game. You still want to take on debt because you're paying it back with cheaper dollars. They have to get the interest rate up above the inflation rate. They have not even attempted to do that yet. Now, they've raised a lot, and we're going to see the consequences of that probably in the next three to six to nine months. I've talked extensively about that. I won't again, but um, this is the reason. So this headline comes out, Bloomberg. This is about a year after I warned you that if they did not take interest rates up above the rate of inflation. They, you know, I've told you this is what I've used as an example. I've said you cannot pull a beach ball underneath the water by just grabbing it underneath the surface of the water and just kind of pinching the bottom and tugging. No, you have to jump up on top of that ball and force it down under the water. That's been kind of always my mental picture of how you truly have to fight inflation. This is what the Paul Volcker during the uh, Reagan administration early 80s did. He raised interest rates until it just smashed uh, inflation. They tried tried to tell us this time, oh, we can do it with just, you know, we'll just kind of make the economy soft a little bit and people will stop buying and all this stuff. It's not working. Inflation is ticking back up. Now, a year after I told you that was going to be the case, Bloomberg has this out. What now for a Fed that has fallen behind the curve again? This is Bloomberg. The central bank downshifted rate increases too early and now faces a set of dilemmas and another knock to its credibility. It should have zero credibility and the Fed. Gosh, if conservatives and Republicans ever got on board with that. You might actually see something. Uh, There were some promises on improving your quality of life. We'll get to in a minute. Uh, It's not ever going to happen as long as you have this central bank that just has the ability to, at its whim, create more money. This came out uh, for the past year. Both the Biden White House and the Fed have been desperate to usher in a mild recession In the U.S. to break the back of runaway inflation and the wage price spiral with little success. But judging by the surge in bankruptcy filings, they are about to get their wish. One month ago, when looking at the recent pace of large bankruptcy filings, those with more than $50 million in liabilities, we noted a troubling trend in the first month of the year. That's this year, 2023. The number of U.S. bankruptcies topped 20, the highest in any other January, dating back to anyone, anyone, 2010, that was at the depths of the great financial crisis. Back then, 25 filings were seen as the economy was still reeling from the aftermath of the great financial crisis. The spike in defaults was not a fluke, and according to Bloomberg data, one month later, as of the end of February, that's this year, no less than 39 large companies had filed for bankruptcy in the U.S. so far this year, as February's pace matches that of January The year-to-date total represents the fastest pace of companies filing for bankruptcy since the immediate aftermath of the global financial crisis in 2009. By the comparison, U.S. Bankruptcy Corps had seen 63 large filings uh, at this point in 2009. Um, So we're well trailing what happened in the great financial crisis, but here's the problem. These interest rates, the rises that they've done, all these companies that are so heavily indebted, uh, interest rates have only been high now for what they started last March. So we're getting about 12, 12 months. But they've really only been high uh, and historically they're not high, but they are high for a, an economy that's uh, addicted to debt really for about six months. These are companies who are heavily indebted. Now they're having to pay so much money to borrow more money to keep themselves afloat. They can't afford it. This is just the beginning. I predict we'll see. I predict we will have more corporate bankruptcies in 2023 than we had in 2029. And if not in 2023, by the first few months, first six months of 2024, as these higher interest rates force all of these companies with just massive amounts of debt to refinance their debt uh, at levels that are 10, 20, 30 times the interest rate that it was before, because, you know, they were borrowing money for just about nothing about a year ago. We're going to see uh, absolutely uh, worse than that. Um, so I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. Uh, I did not see a whole lot of uh, CPAC. I was trying to come up with an, what CPAC, uh, what the uh, acronym would mean to me. I would say conservatives pandering and conning. Now, there's some good people at CPAC. And no, I'm not some radical left-wing Democrat. It's just I've told you, I have no appetite for political speeches. Never have, never will. They mean nothing. But this did come out uh, around the time of CPAC, and this is Donald Trump making his run back for the White House. He had this to say about your quality of
1: life. Past generations of Americans pursued big dreams and daring projects that once seemed absolutely impossible. They pushed across an unsettled continent, and built new cities in the wild frontier. They transformed American life with the interstate highway system. Magnificent it was. And they launched a vast network of satellites into orbit all around the Earth. But today, our country has lost its boldness. Under my leadership, we will get it back in a very big way. If you look at just three years ago, what we were doing was unthink- Printing up a ton of money. Printing up a ton
0: of money to prop up our economy. That's what we were doing three years ago today. With Zero interest rates. When they got up to 2%, the whole thing started to come apart, and Trump begged them, please start printing money again. Slam interest rates back down to zero. Our economy couldn't handle 2.5% interest rates three years ago.
1: Thinkable how good it was, how great it was for our country. Our objective will be a quantum leap in the American standard of living. That feels a lot Operation
0: Warp Speedy to me. Quantum leap, warp speed. Am, am I, has he got, he's got the same marketing person working on these slogans for him.
1: That's what will happen. Here are just a few of the ways we can do it. Almost one-third of the land mass of the United States is owned by the federal government with just a very, very small portion of that land, just a fraction, one-half of 1%. Would you believe that? We should hold a contest to charter up to 10 new cities and award them to the best proposals for development. In other words, we'll actually build new cities in our country again. These freedom cities will reopen the frontier, reignite American imagination, and give hundreds of thousands of young people and other people, all hard-working families, a new shot at home ownership and in fact, the American dream. Another big opportunity is... In- First of all, one half of one... Per- what a bold initiative. If Donald Trump goes
0: back to the White House, he's going to let the American people... We're going to return to private hands one half of one percent of federal lands. Wow, how bold.
1: ...in transportation. Dozens of major companies in the United States and China are racing to develop vertical takeoff and landing vehicles for families and individuals. Just as the United States led the automotive revolution in the last century, I want to ensure that America, not China, leads this revolution in air mobility. These breakthroughs can transform commerce, bring a giant infusion of wealth into rural America, and connect families and our country in new ways. Likewise, through our Strategic National Manufacturing Initiative, which is going to be very big and very, very successful, we will turn forgotten communities into hives of industry, producing the goods we will no longer import from China. We will also have a major initiative on lowering the cost of living with a special focus on lowering the cost of a new car and lowering the cost to build a single-family home. You know
0: what this is to a libertarian? I'll just tell you. This is a whole lot of government intervention. This is a whole lot of central planning with some flying cars. Sorry. All right, we are back. This is the Mike Madison Show. One zero three nine W Y A B. Look, I haven't changed. <laughs> I, I I will not. I voted for Donald Trump in twenty sixteen, fairly enthusiastically. And immediately saw the Goldman Sachs people coming into his cabinet, uh, into his administration. I saw Raytheon at the Pentagon. I saw Eli Lilly at Health and Human Services. I saw Pompeo, the warmonger at the CIA and then the State Department. I mean, there were just warning bells going off constantly. And by the time of the end of his term, with the money that he spent with his, oh, his COVID policies were horrific. Oh, he spoke out against some of the more draconian ones, but he allowed them to happen and he set it all up with his emergency declaration. And then he rolled out Operation Warp Speed. I didn't think he'd survive that, but it, he'd never underestimate what the Trump fan club will overlook. They will do gymnastics to try to justify it. Well, it's not really him. I mean, oh, um, I'm going I'm to finish this clip of Trump with his great leap forward. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, quantum leap uh, forward. Yeah, some of you got that. Um, this is a central. This is a just a. It, it sounds to me like a laundry list of central planning. It's going to put people. I, I really wonder if the new cities that he's creating are these going to be some of the new fifteen minute cities that the World Economic Forum is floating out there. No wonder. Uh, but he's going to use one half of one percent of federal land. The other ninety nine point five percent of land that the government owns. We're fine with that. We're going to give you half of one percent. That says it all about the two parties to me. That's a, that's about the benefit that Americans get from every year that Congress and presidents do anything. You get about, you know, the 99.5% is for the donor class. For the oligarchs, you get about 0.5% benefit from these things. So I guess that's about right on. Oh, and then there was a flying car. So that was
1: an interesting addition. I, that is unique. And they will be beautiful homes. And I will ask Congress to support baby bonuses for young parents to help launch a new baby boom. Oh, China just did that, too.
0: I guess I, I, I guess, uh, family formation is now uh, going to depend on government largesse. We need to take money from some people who either don't have children or who have already had children. We need to take money from them and give them to people who might want to have children. Huh.
1: Huh. Finally, I'll challenge the governors of all 50 states to join me in a great modernization and beautification campaign, getting rid of ugly buildings, refurbishing our parks and our public spaces, making cities and towns more livable, ensuring a pristine environment, and building towering monuments to our true American heroes. Very importantly, I will also make sure all of these new places are safe. We love and cherish our police. They will do the job the way they have to. It is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. I will dramatically increase living standards and build a future that brings our country together through excitement, opportunity, and success. Thank you very much. Now, a lot of that
0: excitement, opportunity, and success, well, I voted for him in 2016. But he believes the government— The U.S. federal government needs to be the one involved in our happiness, our success, and our prosperity. Free all of the lands held by the federal government. Free all of our incomes and get rid of the Federal Reserve and the IRS. You want to see prosperity in this country? Let people keep what they earn. That would be something. Uh, When I come back, I'm telling you, my consistency is difficult for some people to swallow. And this next segment is not going to be in—I think it's going to challenge (laughs) any— Any notions I have of popularity, but I'll tell you what, uh, one of the Wright's favorites just went out and did something. And I think just about ninety nine point nine percent of conservatives cheered it. Uh, as I say, I'm the turd in the punch bowl. I'll cover that when I come back. Stick around. It's
1: so dark you can't see the end. Guys cocked back. Shotgun which can't defend the rain then sends dripping. Ascetic question. Forcefully. The power of suggestion. Then with the eyes shut. Looking through the rust and rotten dust. A small spot of light floods the floor. And pours over the rusted world to pretend. And the eyes ease open and it's dark again. From the top to the bottom. Right the top I stop. At the core I forgot it.
0: All right, so I've done what I've done, and I've, I've, I've challenged Donald Trump. That's, that's, that's not ratings gold, I'll tell you that, but I think it's true. Uh, Donald Trump signed record-breaking budgets. He gave the Department of Education the biggest raise they had ever gotten. Uh, his own economic advisor, what was the guy's name? Uh, Sharp Guys. He did bring some good people into his administration. Uh, Stephen, Stephen, uh, I can't remember his last name. He, I remember him doing a Fox interview. I played the clip before where he says, oh, yeah, Trump is definitely a Keynesian. And if you don't know what a Keynesian is, most people don't. That's an, uh, John Maynard Keynes. He was the guy who basically said deficits don't matter, that a big part of the economy is letting the government spend a bunch of money. That boosts your economy. Of course, it also saddles you with nation-wrecking debt. But the, his own, Trump's own economic advisor was on Fox News saying, oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. Trump is a Keynesian. He believes government spending. Is what makes us, you know, what makes the economy hum. You want to boost the economy? You want to boost GDP? Just get the government to spend a ton of money. We don't ever pay attention to the debt side of the the ledger. So anyway, uh, probably more on that to come. As more big state, big government policies are rolled out to tell everybody, you just got to give me more money. I'm just going to spend. I'm going to make everything better. Don't worry. Just sit around and wait for a savior for two more years. And then after four years, when it doesn't happen, we're six years away from maybe people finally going, oh, my gosh, we're on our own. we got to figure this out ourselves. Uh, So if it's not enough to challenge uh, Donald Trump, uh, I'm going to have to go after this man as well. This was uh, last week floated out there. Well, I'll just let you hear the clip first and then we will discuss yeah, I'm about to trigger some people. I'm sorry.
1: Today, the corporate kingdom finally comes to an end. There's a new sheriff
0: in town and accountability will be the order of the day. That's him. That's Ron DeSantis. He is flanked by a lot of guys with badges on. I assume they must be some kind of level of law enforcement. I'll read you the tweet that that video is on. This is from Ron DeSantis. I signed legislation to end Disney's self-governing status, placed the area in state receivership, and appointed five members to a state control board. Disney no longer has its own government, will live under the same laws as everyone else and pay its debts and fair share of taxes. Oh, now here's what I'm up against. I already know. But, Mike, it's Disney. We hate Disney. Yeah, you know what? I get it. I don't like Disney Yes, Disney's woke and twisting kids' minds. I, I, you're not going to get any argument from me about how bad Disney is. And in free markets, which I happen to be a fan of, don't buy any Disney stuff. Wean your kids off of Disney. Don't go to Disney. There's a million ways to hurt Disney. Don't watch ABC. They, Disney owns them. I'm not a fan of Disney. But am I seriously hearing? A room full of conservatives cheering that a privately run community has been absorbed back into the state. And we're going to be pulling taxes out of them. And, of course, by pulling these taxes out of them, well, Mike, they're not paying their fair share. Well, they were paying their own way. They had their own city. They had their own police. I believe their own fire department. They had their own thing, unmolested by the government. I know people want to get back at Disney because they're on the left. Conservatives are supposed to want to free us from government, not target other people that we don't like to bring them back under the thumb of government. I don't like Disney. But I don't ever want the government to grow, and this is what Ron DeSantis is doing. Now, this is a what I'm saying is while the unpopular, what he's doing is very popular. Doesn't make it right. Now, if Disney was getting a bunch of subsidies, stop them, end every single one of them. I, I don't want them getting any special treatment from the government either. But what is the cost going to be now? You've got to have police in there. And I got to tell you, I, I don't know. Maybe I should, am speaking out of turn here. I don't know. But I've always got the impression that Disney, pretty safe place. Now, they may be like, you know, cruise ships or people say there's a lot of weird things going on behind the scenes in cruise ships. <laughs> you know, people dying or, you know, it's covered up because they don't want the bad press. or They drop off bodies in foreign countries. I I, I don't know. But Disney has not been a burden on the taxpayer either. Now, for whatever federal subsidies they get that makes them not just a private company, end them. So the, the argument is lost on me. Well, Disney gets this from the government. They get that from the government. So they should be paying taxes in Orlando. No, the answer is not to say, well... We're still going to give them the subsidies, but we're going to put them under government control. Just end all special treatment of them. We should be, as conservative people, you should be, wanting more private communities. More people out from underneath the thumb of a government. Not cheering for a Ron DeSantis who strips them of their autonomy. Don't you want autonomy? Now, Joe Biden probably disagrees with just about everything 95% of my listeners would say. Do you? Does that matter to you? Would you like it if he targeted you? Because he disagrees with you. He doesn't like what you stand for. So he's going he's gonna to lay the, the heavy boot of go- No, you want your autonomy. I want my autonomy. We should be actually, and, and people will say, well, it's not fair. Disney gets to do this, and Disney gets to have their own police. And they don't pay taxes, and uh, whatever they say. Okay, well, if that's not fair, then let every other business community do this as well. We should be expanding the number of private communities that are not taxed. What do you think is going to happen to ticket prices and every other product that Disney puts out as soon as they start having to pay higher levels of taxes? And I don't know, this may be a whole rope-a-dope. Disney may have sent Ron DeSantis a whole bunch of money because Disney might have finally put pen to paper and went, you know, with all these employee costs and labor costs going up, you know, we're having to pay everybody so much more. Man, it's costing us a fortune to have our own police and our own fire. Hey, Ron, people hate us. You can score political points. Why don't, you, why don't you say you're going to come in and take it all over? <laughs> now Disney has state-run and state-funded police. Now they've got state-run and state-funded fire protection. Now the state's going to take care of all their roads and bridges. Before, I believe, Disney did that themselves. Am I making any sense here? I told you my consistency can be off-putting to some people. But even though I view Disney as a, I don't know, evil force, is that, is that a little hyperbolic? I don't know. I'm not a fan of Disney. Do not get me wrong. But this is exactly what the left does. And, and, and the right is very quick and, and right to point out their hypocrisy. They talk about we should accept everybody as they are unless some some conservative wants to own you know an AR15, then all of a sudden they need to be put under the boot of the government. You understand, we can watch the left's hypocrisy when they want all these things for themselves, but they have no they, they talk about peace love and tolerance, but they have no tolerance for Ann Coulter to go make a speech anywhere, right? We can see this hypocrisy from a mile away and dissect it and and illustrate it. It's so easy. This is conservative hypocrisy to all of you out there. Now, you're going to do some mental gymnastics. You'll be fed to them by by the Republican Party, by other uh, conservative talking heads who say, look at this. Ron DeSantis has taken down that entity on the left. That's hypocrisy. Do you want Joe Biden, after we've seen what's going on with Twitter and currently still, I believe Elon Musk is still a a savior and a hero of the right. Not to me. I'm telling you, you better be suspicious of of, uh, Elon Musk. He has got more ties to the government. That guy is on the teat of the federal government, about as hardcore as anybody else. And I'm even seeing stories where some pretty kind of alternative media people, largely conservatives, are saying they are more censored now, but they're not the... You know, they're not the Ben Shapiro's, the kind of mainstream uh, right-wing voices. These are like David Knight. He he is an awful lot like me. I will be very honest. I don't—sometimes I I purposely don't even listen to his show because I'm not trying to lift anything from him. But I've had callers say, man, you sound like David Knight because we spear both parties. Now, he's not—I don't think he professes to be a libertarian, but he is sick of the Republicans and the Democrats. He has been— essentially, I think, shadow banned. Whitney Webb, one of the greatest investigative reporters we've got right now, breaking stories on Epstein, breaking stories on the World Economic Forum, breaking all kinds of stories about uh, you know controversial things. Uh, she's hard to find now. If you try to type her name into the search on uh, Twitter, it doesn't even show up. You basically have to type in her whole name. She used to be like the first thing. You put in Whitney, and Whitney Webb would pop up. Now they've got 30 Whitney's I've never even heard of pop up, you know, self-populate. You have to type in her whole name to find her. So I'm just warning you about Elon Musk. But right now, Elon Musk is still kind of a hero to the right, I believe. What would you think if Elon Musk was targeted by the Biden administration? The Biden administration said, look, Twitter's been taking advantage of this. And they, you know, whatever excuse they make. And they say, we're going to go in there. We're going to run Twitter. We're going to be in charge of where their offices are. We're going to start kind of imposing the federal government on the Twitter offices. Conservatives will be outraged. Now Disney has a very unique situation, so it's hard to draw an exact parallel to to the takeover of Disney because no one else really. It's it's not like there's a there's a left wing. I mean, a a right wing organization that gets to run their own city. I think Disney was probably this is they made these deals back when Disney was not horrific. And I think it's kind of genius. It was a real exercise in self-determination, self-accountability. They built everything themselves. Now, again, if they've gotten subsidies along the way, end them all. I am not for corporate welfare any more than I'm for people welfare. I actually may be more opposed to corporate welfare than welfare for people who hit hard times for a short period of time, even though I don't agree with that. That's forced charity. You're stripping some people of their money to give it to others. That's not charity. That's theft. It's redistribution. But, and all the subsidies to Disney. But what a great experiment showing that in the United States, a business, now what they've become, notwithstanding, I'm no fan of Disney. Let me say that again so people don't, oh, these guys taking up for Disney. I'm not. I'm saying don't be a giant hypocrite. I'm telling you, Mike, I know my consistency makes people uncomfortable. And Ron DeSantis, God love him for what he did for Florida during COVID. But i got to tell you, I'm seeing some warning signs on this guy, too. I, I, the Republicans really do not. I, this Vivek guy, an Indian guy, I'll admit people have been kind of sending me stuff on him, but I haven't watched anything he said. Maybe he's interesting. But I don't think it's, Trump is not going to deliver us from what ails us. And I don't think Ron DeSantis is, too. I love what Ron DeSantis has done in Florida. I wish he would stay there because I might want to move there. Maybe part of my two-part plan I'll be doing a show on soon. But this idea of conservatives cheering across the board. We heard the room full of people there And law enforcement. I guess the law enforcement's great. We get to hire more officers. The state's going to get bigger. We can, we can build more prison, you know, whatever they're, they're cheering for. I, I've never heard that Disney was just rife with crime and gang violence in there. I think it's a pretty safe place. Obviously, they've done pretty well. The conservative movement now is about tearing down small, limited government played no government places, private enterprise. I know you don't like them, but don't be a hypocrite. We should be expanding, expanding areas free of government control, free of taxation, taking care of themselves, not using the heavy hand of government as retribution against them because we don't like their company. I'd like to see Disney just implode financially because people have had it with their their new woke culture and what they're doing. I am absolutely fine with Disney going down the tubes. That's a shame. Kids have fun at their parks. But I'm okay with that. Their customers should take out vengeance on uh, Disney if they disagree with what they've done. It shouldn't be the heavy hand of government. And I think it's sad to watch conservatives and Republicans, conservative pundits, conservative talk show hosts, Talk about how Ron DeSantis is tough. Look what he's doing. He's taking action against this left-wing Disney. He did it by wielding the, the power of a government against a private institution. I thought conservatives were against that. I could be wrong. This is a lot of mental gymnastics for people to run through. I apologize for my consistency. <laughs> I'll pretty much always be this way. I don't want the government running roughshod over anybody. There's a lot of people who can hold Disney accountable. Customers, stockholders. There's a whole lot of people that can hold Disney accountable and hurt them right where it matters, in the pocketbook, using the heavy hand of government. That is not supposed to be what conservatism is all about. That's all the time I've got for today. I'll see everybody next week. Have a great one. Next time. Bye-bye.
1: We know you, and when it's time, no handle business. said we know what to, do. what to do. Me and my crew, we stay true, old school and new. Many will call, but the chosen are few.